0: Bum, 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 occult. Hello, and welcome to season three, episode ten of Bumfries' occult, the finale, no less, which features the return of the troubled antiquarian Montague Rhodes Jism. Bunny and I had reached an impasse in occult proceedings and were having a well-earned afternoon off, sojourned as we were at the Scotch Piper, the oldest inn in Lancashire, established in 1320, allegedly. We were sitting outside on our third cider, shooting the shit with the lads. When who should bowl up in a gold Rolls-Royce? With three busty lovelies sitting aback. But Monty, Montague Rhodes Jism, the troubled antiquarian of episodes past, but in this case he didn't look troubled at all, far from it, in fact. He opened the passenger door and let out three busty lovelies an oriental lady, a Jamaican lady, and a Swedish blonde. They ensconced themselves on a table approximates to us. Eyebrows were raised. This was not the usual form for Monty. Sort of a nervous, mousy type, always in trouble. Looked like he couldn't get it up in a morgue. He was, however, full of beans, decked out in expensive golfing gear. From the 1920s, it would seem plus fours, a jaunty baker-boy cap, perked on the side of his head, rather, and was offering to buy champagne for the entire pub. He spoke thusly.
1: Champagne for everyone. I've come in through a bit of luck. Think for round. It's on Monty today. Monty's on good form.
0: Monty, Monty or this all of your girlfriends in the past not that we've ever seen them very much have been rather matronly types of advanced years who are these wonderful girls you've got
1: oh no friends
0: <laughs> friends indeed <laughs> a friend in need is a friend indeed I wouldn't mind being friends with some of those girls what do you think buddy
2: oh yes very nice Heard nice I steed.
0: Buddy probably had a semi in his pants and decided to sit still for the time being. Well, you must you must tell me the story, Monty. How has it come about, this, this change of luck, rather?
1: Well, I do need to talk to you about that. But uh, it's not for the moment. Let's have a good piss-up first.
0: And so it was. The drinks flowed. There were songs dancing, a punch-up in the car park. A rather old gentleman had a fight with another very old gentleman, almost in slow motion, over a dispute over whose round it was. But such are the high spirits of the rather lower rung of the ladder that does surround these kind of hostelries. It's par for the course, as they say. One being a dreadful snob does not get involved in such activities. Now then, Monty, we're all four sheets to the wind. Do tell all. A gold Rolls-Royce? Three busty lovelies of different nationalities? What is going on?
1: Well, I am actually in a bit of trouble ...and may need your help.
0: This is not a surprise, Monty. What's happened this time?
1: Well, have you heard of um, Dr Faustus? Christopher Marlowe, the playwright. Mephistopheles, Faust, Goethe. serial your soul to the devil. That kind of thing.
0: Yes, 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 I have indeed heard of that kind of thing. You have not been selling your soul to old Nick, have you well, yes, I kind of have, oh dear, and uh, what's the time frame? When is the Prince of Darkness due to turn up to collect your mortal soul? Um, what time is it it uh It's ten to midnight. In ten minutes. Oh dear, oh dear. (laughs) Worried at all? Well, I felt better, you know.
1: I mean, I've had a good run. I I put in for a couple of weeks' worth of excess in exchange for the
0: soul. Uh, Have you got the contract? Let me peruse it. Monty rummaged about in his plus fours, pulling out a piece of parchment... Tied up with black ribbon, which I unrolled on the pub table, placing a pint of cider on each corner so he could peruse it in detail. Oh dear Monty, this doesn't look very good at all. No no no. Uh, Let me have a little read. And then a clap of thunder. (laughs) A flash of lightning. And such drama, the Prince of Darkness doesn't fuck around when he turns up for a soul. A black ebony carriage pulled by four flaming black chargers steamed out of the sky and into the pub car park. Old Nick stepped out. His bewigged, behorned, impish footman opening the door for him. Old Nick, surprisingly, turned out to be a scouser. All right there, lads.
2: Old Nick here, the Prince of Darkness. Here to collect soul of one. Monty Rhodes, Chisholm, is he present?
1: Um, here.
0: Monty raised his hand, like a schoolboy in trouble, which indeed he was.
2: Right, well, uh, I'll just have a couple of pints, and uh, then we'll get on with taking the soul and ripping you apart in hell forever.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit. You've done it this time, Monty. However, having perused the contract, there did seem to be a clause whereby we may be able to get out of things. I checked in my occult ramblings, and decided that it may be possible to play a trick on old Nick. The devil, it turned out, was a Guinness drinker, and I decided after his third pint that I would spike him with some psychotropic substances and see if it had any effect on the old bastard. I also asked Kaz, the landlady of the Scotch Piper, to provide him with a fiddle, because everybody knows that the devil has the best tunes and loves to crank about the old fiddle. And so it was that he was bashing away on the fiddle, pissed as a fart, and the drugs started to kick in. It was then that I proceeded to try and negotiate with him about Monty's soul. Now then, Prince of Darkness, Old Nick, the devil, etc., what about Monty's soul? I know he's had a bit of a run, but he says he's only had two or three weeks of excess.
2: Three weeks, to be exact.
0: Well, isn't it usually like 20 years for a soul? Vis-a-vis Dr. Faustus, Christopher Marlowe, etc.
2: Yeah, it usually is, uh, but um, Monty didn't read The Small prints, you know, rates of interest and all that. These are tough times for us all.
0: Oh, come on, the devil. You've had a great night with the lads. we spiked your drink. You're on acid. You're pissed. Cut him some slack. What can we do?
2: Um, well, I'm going through a sort of phase where I like, uh, you know, booming people and that. What? What did you say? You know, booming people.
0: Oh. Oh, right. Um...
2: And I quite fancy your, uh, your mate there,
0: Bunny. <laughs> what? Bunny was not best pleased. So what are you suggesting? If you get to bum Bunny round the bushes, you'll let him off.
2: Um, yeah, all right, yeah. Go on. <laughs> In for the penny, like. What do you think, Bunny? Well, uh, I'm not too keen, to be honest. <laughs>
0: Oh, come on, Bunny! Take one for the team. We're going to have Monty getting his soul ripped apart in hell forever. Just because he's had three weeks of bonking with three slags and had a Rolls Royce.
2: It's going to take quite a few more ciders for that one.
0: And so it was that we managed to negotiate the devil down from the price of a soul to three minutes of pleasure up Bunny's bottom. Poor old Bunny... Had to go to the hospital afterwards. application of lots of ice (laughs) and ibuprofen. But he is a trooper, and we did get him heartily smashed afterwards. And Monty was forever grateful. The devil staggered into his his four-horse carriage and powered back to hell with his impish footman. What a night. What a time with the scotch piper. Tune in next time. When I, Geoffrey Bumfrey, with the assistance of my right-hand man, Bunny or Buthnot, will solve all kinds of occult wanderings, ramblings, and bamblings. Over out. Bum 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 bum, 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 bum.
1: Bumfrey's occult.